Welcome to the Cosmic Business Podcast. I'm Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer, business coach, and CEO of Weave Your Bliss, a company with the goal to help a million spirit-led entrepreneurs build a cosmic business around their genius so that they can earn wildly well and bankroll the change they want to see in the world. A cosmic business is a new paradigm business that believes in collaboration over competition, building a business around your unique genius, aligning to the planets and your intuition, leading with your values, putting your health and the health of the planet first, treating people fairly and building giving into your business model. Sounds fabulous, right? On this show, I will take you behind the scenes of my thriving multi-six-figure business, including strategy on closing more sales, nurturing your community online, plus astrological insights to optimize your business and life. We'll also feature conversations with spirit-led business owners, creatives, and change makers to inspire you. I'm coming to you from our regenerative farm in rural Maine, my happy place, where we are currently creating space to welcome community for retreat and earth reconnection. Let's jump into the conversation. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm Paula. I have a particularly raw episode for you this week. As you may know, I'm in India. And so I wanted to give you all some behind the scenes of my business this week. So this is a session I did with my coach, Liz Kimball, earlier last month during the Ancestor Fortnight. Some of you may know that I was at home with my family. My dad had a major surgery. There was just a lot of intensity going on. So this episode you'll hear (laughs) is very raw. Um, It's also very deep. I felt like the circumstances of my dad's situation and, you know, just coming off of a launch, which I think my team and I executed extremely well, given the circumstances, we were very prepared. So you'll hear me mention that as well. This conversation with my coach was particularly potent because there have been a lot of things that I had been thinking about reflecting on around my book writing process around what is my actual process for making change. And I go in deep here. So this is stuff that is unprocessed, unfiltered. In fact, there's a lot of swearing. So if you have children around, I'm just warning you, we aren't bleeping any of it out. I'm not normally this much of a swearer. But this was one of those times where I just literally (laughs) was letting loose. So I apologize for that in advance. So why am I sharing this? And and why am I sharing this right now? So the reason I want to share this with you is because I want you to understand how potent and how powerful it can be to be in a coaching container to be getting support from somebody around your business and your goals in your business. And I want to be completely transparent with you about where I am and how this process looks for me. I would not be where I am today without the coaching support, the group programs that I have invested in. It's been essential to my growth, my rapid growth over the last four or five years. I really like to pay this forward in my programs and my groups. I want to help you do the same. I want to help you get to that next level. But this is just showing you a little bit behind the scenes of my process, how things work, what I've been thinking about in the last few months, where I'm going, what you can expect. I talk a little bit about the program that I am launching December 1st called the Cosmic Business Lab. 
which hopefully many of you joined on Friday. I would love to see all of you in there because this is going to be the program I'm going to be focusing the majority of my energy on in 2024. So you'll hear a little bit of the behind the scenes of me thinking about those different aspects and my book writing process, which it feels really raw to be sharing this all with you. But I feel like I want this community to see things in action, like in their actual transparent process, because I'm committed to that. I'm committed to kind of pulling back the veil. And if you like things like this, just by the way, my resonance love letters that come out to my email list every Friday are really the rawest, most behind the scenes of my business. So if you aren't signed up for that, do make sure you go to the show notes and sign up. That's where I'm giving behind the scenes of my business. I'm giving you strategy that I don't give anywhere else. And also a deeper dive into the astrology. So if you have the astrology guidebook, which just came out, I go deeper into some of the things inside of there. And it's just the place where I like to hang out the most with the most depth and rawness. So if that's something you're into, and you appreciate this episode, um, keep that in mind. So Liz Kimball is my coach, you'll hear her start the conversation, we come in a little bit in into it, we started the recording a little bit late. So you're hearing us kind of in the middle of the, of the beginning of the conversation, the hiatus she's talking about is the 10 day period or two week period, where I was off social media. There were some pre scheduled posts for the podcast. But other than that, I wasn't posting in stories, I wasn't scrolling, I wasn't posting anything else. So she was referring to that in this first part. And Liz is incredible. If you're not following her on Instagram, it's at Liz Kimball. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And she's just an incredible visionary coach who uh, I can't say enough good things about, especially if you're a creative or you are trying to birth a a big creative work, you want to be in her space. Okay, so another thing I want to share with you is this is not the normal quality of this podcast. We recorded this over Zoom. So you may hear some noise. You may also... I was sitting outside, which I wasn't planning on sharing this with you all. So it didn't seem like a big deal at the time. But there may be some background noise. You may not get every word. But I think it's the quality is good enough to give you the most important content here. That's what I want to share with you about this. Also, of course, it's Black Friday week. Still, we have two things on sale in case you have not already gotten yours. The two today are the Planets course and Thriving Through Hard Karma. These are two of my deep dive astrology courses. So they're really more focused on working with our karma. And the Planets contains a real clear teaching on each of these nine energies, how to work with them, how to recognize them in yourself, what remedies to use. Thriving Through Hard Karma is a lot about Saturn, how we work with that energy. Both have different mantras that I teach around the planets so that you can work with those. There are other remedies in there as well. I have gotten really good feedback on these courses and Thriving Through Hard Karma has not been for sale in the public for two years. So this is your chance if you have been wanting to take this course and and you would like to take the planets as well. Normally, the two of these would cost $797. They're $197 today only. And then tomorrow, we have another sale on Magnify Your Dream Clients. And 100% of those sales are going to the Living Dying Project. The Living Dying Project aims to support those who are helping people die consciously 
while also encouraging us all to live a vibrant life through spiritual practice. So that sale tomorrow, 100% of the profits go to the Living Dying Project and it is Giving Tuesday. So hopefully you all are giving wherever you give. And one last little detail, which is in the show notes, you can actually click and get a calendar dropped into your personal Google calendar that gives you the entire Black Friday sales with links to take you directly to the sales so that you can get all of the deals exactly when they are available. So those links are only available to use during that time frame. But if you would like ease in your purchasing process, if you want to see all the details, the prices, etc., you can click and get that calendar dropped into your own calendar. I hope you enjoy this episode, Liz Kimball and I in session. We jumped right into it today. <laughs> it's um disentangling or another way to look at it is you're just, you're preparing for the next chapter of leadership. And it's just not, you know, what I see you doing, and this is just like such a powerful time of year to do it, is you're just sort of already becoming sort of, you're already moving into this next phase. Yeah. And what that, even that is an interesting learning, right? Like how, how many places am I sort of tied to the day-to-day operations and how much more creative can we get? about how to give me more and more freedom without compromising anything, you know? And like this team that you're building then starts to do Robert stories with your strategy. Like, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't gotten to the place where I can let go of Instagram, but I think having someone else involved that's responsible for the, you know, more mundane day-to-day things. Yeah. There's a couple of things here. First of all, the hiatus is amazing. I actually just, this is my personal belief and I won't keep it short. Based on what we're seeing in the results, you know, mental health and its relationship to social media, I actually don't think you can be somebody who is running one of these accounts and constantly on all the time and survive creatively or sort of mentally. Like, I just don't. Like, I think to do great creative work and to keep yourself whole you have to take these periods off. And we just, we're, we're preparing for a change. Like people are starting to really explore it and like you did it. And we just have to normalize that that's how the creative process will work. And so that's amazing. And the second thing is I encourage you to think less about like, I'm letting go of Instagram entirely or not, you know, like that binary feels kind of intense. I think though for Roberts, like I don't need to be in charge of that. Like I did that. He has like 126,000 followers, you know, like I did a really good job with that. And I think that's something that can be handed over to someone else. It was more like for me, an experiment of like, yeah, I come above a hundred K and I did. You so did, that, and you needed to be inside of it to yeah. see things and to understand what moved the needle, you know. But this seems connected to this thread. I feel like we talked about last time, where this. I feel like this next phase is really about trusting your insights and trusting kind of your higher level strategic thinking, and really kind of organizing everything around that. So your insights and strategic thinking will provide the plan for somebody else to, on the ground, execute that. So yeah. it's still based on what you see and how you believe, you know, the, the, the insights you have around the reels for his Instagram, like they can just carry that forward. Yeah. And you can, you both can make sure there's enough of Robert and enough of your strategy, like Robert's essence, your strategy. But now Paula is no longer executing it because it's literally just not 
the use of your time, I feel that you're interested in. Yeah. You don't need to do that. I want to do it for myself and figure out like what is moving the needle for me because it is personalized. You know, it's there's some flavor of the overarching strategy, but then there's like your ideal client, your people. What do they need to hear? What do they need? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. And we could even do some of this on your VIP if you want to, but like you kind of stepping back a little bit from your after this hiatus, like when you feel like you want to. And be taking that, like you have such powerful learning from Roberts, like because you don't have the emotional attachment, you know, that kind of the stuff that comes up around it and to be able to just look at yours and see, okay, what do I, you know, how we approach Instagram this year is not how we want to approach it next year. You know, like we want to take what worked, but then I would say like the, the question I would give you is homework, just put it in your incubation space whenever you feel like how do you really want to feel? So before we think about like growing the numbers, like we know you want to grow the numbers. How do you want to feel about it? And what's your sort of ideal relationship with it look like? It's interesting because I was thinking this morning, I had a really interesting feeling of like, I actually don't care if I get to 100K. And for me, that's always a really good sign sure. that I am divorcing my ambition from like some specific hardline goal, which is usually not super healthy for me. Okay. But but when I like decide, like, I don't care, but I care, you know, like, yeah, hard to explain. It's like, I have this goal, it's sitting there, but I don't give a shit. It's going to happen. It's almost like I drop into a place of like, expecting it to happen. So I don't even need to care anymore. I can't really my finger on it. But I had that feeling this morning. And I was like, Ooh, that feels good. Because it doesn't actually matter if I get to that goal. The bigger picture is how am I going to increase my impact? And the goal may come as a result of that impact being more impactful. Do you see what, I say, what I'm saying? Like, totally. Yep. There's something that kind of goes inside out. And like when I'm able to drop into that space, that's when the magic happens. Because I was determined to get Robert to 100K. And then I kind of was like, what are we doing? That's really exciting people. And I just kind of dropped in. And I was thinking about the impact. And then seeing what was pushing the needle forward, pushing that needle again and again. And then we got there and it almost happened overnight, Liz, because he didn't give a shit. So he's already on that page with me. But there's almost like a spiritual thing that happens with the goal where you're not like grasping the goal anymore. It's like your bird, the bird is just sitting in your hand because you have your hand open and it's a nice place for the bird to be rather than you being like, I'm holding the bird, you know? No, totally. It's the grip. Yeah. Letting go and the surrender. But I, you know, what you're saying is you've, you've chosen something that's in alignment. So you care, like there's an intention there. Yeah. But I'm not gripping it. I'm not kind of taking a life out of it. So let's go back to dropping into the impact because that sounds like a a big idea for your work. And also it sounded like a turning point in your process. So dropping into the impact. What does that mean? It means like really caring about how the things I'm doing, saying how I'm being is meeting people on their journey and meeting my people specifically. Mm hmm. So like looking at each of those as like little and and not conversion in the sense of money, but like as little conversion events, like there something happens to them in that field, you know, so like we were posting reels about karma and people were freaking out. They loved it on Robert's feed, very much in his wheelhouse of how he talks about it when I talk about it differently. Right. And people get excited when I talk about money karma or whatever. There are moments where I've dropped into the impact 
and I'm like seeing, oh, this is really touching people. This is something they need. This is something my clients always need. This is, you know, and then I'm like, oh, heal your money karma, dropping into that, right? And then it becomes kind of sticky because I really just been, I'm like listening at a deeper level rather than trying to push the needle forward and be like, you need this, right? I'm like, I'm settling in somewhere with them about like, oh, I'm seeing you need this. Like, let's push this button and this button and try to like get into a space that feels good. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I mean, and it's, I want to articulate it because I think you're unlocking your next layer of process kind of across everything. But I think also specifically this is something you can do for yourself and also teach other people. You're dropping into the impact. I'm getting present. I'm listening to people. I'm letting go of a need to push. And I'm really caring. Like you're just, it's almost sounds like you're shifting what you're caring about. I'm caring about where this is meeting them. And then I'm moving forward based on my intuition, really. You know, I'm hearing them and I'm hearing me. And then I'm making a step that feels like the right next step. And I'm unencumbered by this kind of patriarchal ambition, blind ambition. Like I'm unencumbered by that. Like I have ambition, but there's a difference between like feminine ambition and like cultural patriarchal ambition. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm willing to make the next move based on my intuitive hit and all the information I've gathered to experiment and move forward in whatever way. So disentangling from whatever cultural shit is making you think you have to do it this way or you aren't good enough or whatever the story is. That may need to be taken care of here, but you know, through my practices, I've been able to be like, okay, my intuition knows what's going on because it's never led me wrong. And so I'm leaning into this. But if I'm teaching it to someone else, there may be some cleanup that happens, right? But for me, it's like I lean in, okay, I'm getting some information. Now I'm going to experiment more information. Maybe the experiment is revised. And then we get information and we keep revising until we have something that we're like, this is it. And we're making impact, right? And at that point, it's like scaled, amplified, bring in team, continue to refine, allow it to evolve. Don't get it stuck into something and just check a box. Keep moving in an evolved, like intuitive way. And I think there's so much here for why I'm getting stuck in my book writing process. (laughs) Okay. Dropped into the impact yet. I have not done that activity. I feel like I'm still, I have this goal to see this book through, right? And I'm, there's like some underlying pressure of like me pushing and me not being like in the impact. And I I think there's some disconnect on how I do that where there's not like a team of other people or like I'm not servicing clients and getting to experiment and getting information. It's just me and maybe you and maybe like, an editor, but even that doesn't feel like, like, I don't know how to, I think there's something here, like around, like, I don't really know how to drop into the impact or something. So stay here for a second. Cause you went there, you kind of took us there. So I want to follow your impulse here and I'm going to come back to what I believe is a process, a kind of core process of the cosmic business world. But Stay here for a second. So 
there's Paula kind of strategizing and kind of seeing it and like coming kind of with those scenarios. Now drop in some to some place a little bit deeper where you can hear yourself and you can hear the book and just notice what comes to you. Just notice what received wisdom you experience around this book writing process and what you were just saying. Just sort of see what see what's here. You know, I feel like my wild self is here today and she's just like, you're not giving yourself full permission to be on an intuitive experience for the whole ride of this book and that being okay. Like my intuition can guide me through the whole thing and I can write a whole draft and it's not wasted. It's not like no one else needs to be a part of that experience necessarily for it to be good, correct, impactful, meaningful for me, for others. This is so powerful. So you just said like a couple minutes ago, my intuition has never led me wrong. Yeah. There's a part of you that believes your intuition has never led you wrong. Also, hello, wild self. We love the wild self. I feel like the wild, the family has almost like brought the wild self online because it's like, because oh, I'm just like, I am giving fuck no it. fucks. Literally. Yeah. You're just like fucking no fucking fucks. So the wild self is saying full permission to be fully guided by intuition. Like literally intuition is the strategy. That's how you can do the entire thing. That is how, that is a way. And you're, you've gotten this message over and over and over and over. So let's, but it, it's different now because I see it as I'm not dropping into the impact. There's still this part of me that's committed to, you know, agent needs to like this and I have to be doing it a certain way for me to feel like I'm validly writing a book. Like there's just a lot of stuff that's keeping me from dropping into the impact. So what else? Let's kind of air some of that, air some of those sticky things out. So the agent has to like it. Can can you carry on here? Yeah. I mean, we were watching CBS this morning with my dad in the hospital and Heather, um, what's her name? Heather Cox Richardson. You know, who's the, the, um, historian who writes a morning newsletter. That's amazing. If you have, I don't know. Okay, she takes what's happening in the news and gives you the historical context. But anyway, she was on there and we were watching it. My dad's super progressive and he lives in Oklahoma. So he always wants to talk about politics. But anyway, I was like, Dad, one day I'm going to be on there. (laughs) You know, so like that's a tall order for myself. Like that's the impact. I Okay, yeah, I want to make that. But I'm still like, oh, interesting. I want to be on there so my dad sees that. So that's stuff. That's just material that's going on in there. Pause for a second. Is that really why you want to be on the Today Show? Like there's one part of you. Yeah, like I'd love my dad. But but just see, see, like, is that true? No, not fully. So say more. But it's just a tall. It's a big place to say I'm going when I'm just here writing. I'm like in this tiny incubation phase. And it feels like I'm like building a tower out of paper or something, you know, it's like, I think sometimes it's good to have those ambitious things, but then also to let them go and to just drop into the impact. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And the ambition, you know, I've been looking at this around flow, but the ambition and visionary piece, it gets you in the room, but then it kind of has to drop you off and leave you there. Because if it's staying in the writing session, it's just like, it's like some, you're like trying to write a page and someone's like, but then we can do this and then we can do it, you know, and like, let's go to today's show. And it's like, it's like I drop my kids off at daycare. Like you have to like drop the ambition takes you there. Yeah. But then it's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. And if you spent your whole day being like, how are my kids doing? What are they eating? How's it? Did they touch someone? Did they like slap, slap another kid? Like, 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 you're like hands like, off. Oh my gosh. Letting go of the grip a little bit that you're talking about. But what is it in you that is 
sort of not believing that writing, let's say, in an intuitive process, letting your inner voice guide you, all the ways we could talk about this, a feminine process, letting creativity guide you, like all these ways, an, an, an unpatriarchal kind of creative process too, divesting from the patriarchy in your creative room. What is it inside of you that is is not believing that when you do that, all these things aren't possible? That was a really roundabout way of saying it. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think I'm dropping into that. And I think that's what's making this possible to have this conversation is like, there's a big insight happening where I'm like, why is this different? Why am I making this different? And yes, there's history. Yes, there's a lot of self-inflicted harm and shame that has gone into that I've had to unwind. But that aside, like, why is this different? It's not. I trust myself deeply to make decisions that are yeah, huge in my business, like huge. Yeah. You know, I was just like being with my family and how much scarcity and lack and you know insanity essentially mm-hmm. that's in their processes. And I'm like, I just made forty four thousand dollars for the business this in like two weeks, and that was you know that was just part of because I also had client payments coming in for this CBI and all these other things. While this is going on, I'm getting like payment notifications. And like that would not have felt at all remotely possible. So I've made huge decisions and put myself out there that I'm going to like deliver in a certain way and I'm charging in a certain way. You know what I mean? Why can't I just be that ballsy when it comes to the book? Like and just be like, I have a, I have something that matters to say and it's going to come out and I need to just follow my intuition and almost cocoon into a process place where I could just work on this unfettered. You know, I'm so, better myself. <laughs> yeah, totally. Why don't you ask that question to your inner self? So why can't I take the same level of trust and audacity and kind of courage that I have in my the business part and bring it to this creative project that's coming out of me? I think there's like real reasons in the world that are causing the blockage at this point. Yeah. That are, it's like really hard. Like every morning when I get the reminder for 750 words, I'm literally like, I have nothing. I have nothing. Yeah. I mean, right now. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I know that's real and I have to trust that it's okay that that's real and that's not some kind of excuse. It's not. It's not an excuse. It's, it's life happening. I think that, like clearing that stuff. And bringing in more help in my business so that there's more space, like going forward, I really do feel like something has shifted. Cool. Like in the conversation. And even just like in my not giving fucks this week, like literally being like, yeah, I'm going to Whole Foods. I'm getting an Airbnb. I'm, you know, peace out. I'm done right now. Like, like yesterday when my dad was being a baby and he wouldn't eat his food, I was like, I'm going to go take a walk. Everybody, I'll be back in about three hours. Like, see you guys later. I was just literally like, if I stay here, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, it's I really beautiful that, the way you're you know? caring for yourself. <laughs> so that, I feel like there's something very boundaried that I can apply here to the book, too, that's happening in my business. And I have to also accept that it's taking time and it's taking more time than I would like. <laughs> and that has to be okay, too. <laughs> yeah. And they do have a, they have their own timeline. It's just, you're not in control, you know? And, and the way I see this is 
just in case it's useful. You're not writing the book. You're just not executing the exact strategy for writing the book that you laid out. Or that I think is what people do. I feel like I have a lot of voices in my head about how to write, and I need to just listen to how I write. So why don't you say that again? I have a lot of voices in my head that are that I have read and heard and seen and explored how to write, and I need to listen to how I write and just be really fucking okay with that. Yeah. A lot there's of a healing. There's a there's a healing here that is happening around your younger part that wanted to be a writer in her 20s, I think. And it's just, she's taking the time she takes, you know, like to kind of come on board and we need her to come on board with the process and, and you're just shedding kind of some of the stuff that was sort of unfairly put on her too. And some of the pressures. Yeah. And give permission to do it my way. And so you're going to need to give yourself permission a hundred thousand times a day right now with this. Yeah. You've done it in your business. So it's really easy. We have to kind of check in and be like, Oh wait, give yourself a little permission. Like we have to kind of just do those checks, but then you're good. And then you take it and then you like make a bunch of money. Yeah. But with this, it's like probably you're going to need a hundred reminders a day. And right now full permission to not be right, you know, not be adhering to any writing schedule. I'd probably remove those reminders from your phone while you are taking care of a sick parent. What else do you want to say about the book? Or what else does the book want to say to you? Well, it seems like it's not related, but I think it is. Like I took down my how to work with me page on my website. (laughs) Like something is being birthed and I have totally become okay with the fact that I don't know how income is coming in in the next couple of months, but something is shifting. And I feel like December and January will make up for any losses that are happening right now. It's like most of the 44K goes to Robert, right? So that wasn't like a huge gain for me, but it's still good. It's really good. But, you know, there's a part of me that's like building capacity both within my business and within myself for the next chapter. And I need, I feel, I felt this feeling of like going in a cocoon. Like when I put that hiatus thing up, I let everyone know this is the ancestor fortnight. There's a bunch of eclipses coming up. I'm literally just like going inward. I mean, this is what happens when a woman gives birth. Like you, like when I started going into labor, I completely detached from everyone. (laughs) Like, you just, it's, it's an internal process. And I, I view the creative process in the same way. You're experiencing creative process in your business on Instagram in a much more dynamic way. It's like sped up so fast. You still have that moment of going within, but it might be five minutes long or like one minute on a walk. And you're just in a different, the texture and the container here is so different. It's so interesting to think about that and like how that relates to dopamine and like serotonin. Like, you know, there's something that maybe I need to unhook around the process being a really quick circle instead of it being like a longer circle. Like what you're saying in your message to me, like the poetry is in that, that like dissolving, you know, for me, like dissolving from the world above and going deep into the ocean and submerging in the process and almost it's like a ballet going on down there right and then like the reemergence 
And I haven't given myself that like as an experience in so long. Like when I go to Sundance, it feels like that because I'm sleeping on the ground and there's a drum. You know, it's just like you get pulled out of this reality. But I've never given myself permission to do that outside of like ritual or travel where there's something else. There's some other goal besides my own personal goal, which is to write a book with impact. Right. And the difference is when you're in those contained spiritual environments, it really is like it's such a it's such a sealed container. But here we're opening, you know, we've opened up this container. This is a multi-year container. And, you know, even if you do long writing days at the end of a writing day, you have to make dinner and you have to like handle client emails. So it's an, it is a kind of in and out, but the container itself has been initiated and I'm a hundred percent in trust of it. So what I'm hearing today is there is a next level trust of your intuition that is asking for you to accept it. There's a next level rejection and sort of just release, bless and release of how I'm supposed to write by outside sources. Yeah. And anything, you know, any kind of, how would I say this? Like any kind of slightly out of alignment here, I'll say it this way. Any parts of you that are collapsing worth and the production of this book. So that's the part where it's like, my dad will see me on the Today Show. When really, I think you want to be on the Today Show because then a million people will listen to you. And you're a strategic mind and you know that if you're on the Today Show, you'll reach so many more cosmic business people. And there's a child self that wants your dad to love you and be impressed. But we're like letting go of that, you know, this book, my worth is not up for debate as it relates to this book. Yeah. And it's interesting because this relates also to some insights I've had with my family. Like both of my sisters have a different kind of relationship to my dad. And in a certain way, I've dropped out of having any expectations from him. And I've gotten really amazing results because I've dropped into the impact. Like, what are we doing in this moment? What feels good? What doesn't? Where am I setting boundaries? Right. It's just like right in that moment of like interpersonally weaving the experience that I want to be having with him and not thinking about like what I didn't get as a child or what I would like to see from him now. And then like as a result, you know, he started crying to me when everyone left the other night. My dad has never cried in front of me in my life. So this is really profound. He started crying and he he started apologizing for the way that he treated my mother and things that he's done to hurt us. And he said things that like this. I literally was in shock, Liz, because my dad is he's a Midwestern man. Like he's completely shut down emotionally. He's never showed me an emotion. Like when he just did, there was like just a flicker of emotion and that was it. But this was a big fucking deal, like a big, big deal. And he didn't do that in front of my two sisters who, you know, my younger sister wants him to, like, tell her she's beautiful, that she's accomplished something. And I so remember the pain of wanting that. So it's all related, right? Because, like, I, I, on some level, I maybe still care if my dad sees me on TV. On, On some other level, it's coming from a place of, like, because I'm a fucking badass and I'm doing good things in the world. And I just want him to know that he produced a daughter who's doing good things, but it's not about me anymore. Right. But Mm -hmm. for my sisters, it's about like, we didn't get something and we're longing for that thing. And so there's a lot of anxiety because if my dad dropped dead and they didn't get that thing, there would be that unfulfilled thing. Whereas for me, it's like, if he dropped dead, I would miss him. 
And it's not about me getting what I need, if that makes sense. Like this is going into like a whole other realm, but like it's the same. It's all related. Everything's related. We can trust the way your mind's working today. Like the impact I just dropped into like the feeling of, I don't need him to do anything differently. And then I get what I want. And it's the same kind of quality. There's not a stickiness. And like from a karmic perspective, I would say like, you're kind of untying a karma or you're unhooking the karma. And so it can work better in your favor, right? That's how we're healing it. Does that make sense? So like with him, the karmas are kind of getting unwound, the the knots untied. So there's something similar to dropping into the impact, which is like letting go of how things have to be or letting go of the stories or the, the knots. And who do you feel you are becoming? What parts of yourself are coming online? as you are unhooking that karma? Well, there's a really fierce part of me that I am slightly afraid of because people, a lot of people this week in my family have given me the feedback. And like, I feel like I'm being a little more edgy right now than I was even in my contact with them. But I was a very intense child, as you can probably imagine. And a lot of them have feelings about me that really seem like they're 15 or 20 years old like who I was. And I have to just accept that because they don't spend a lot of time with me. So they don't know otherwise, and it's okay. But there's a fierce part of me. And the reason I'm kind of afraid of it is because people are already reacting to who I am as I am. And it's like, what if I get even more fierce? Does that improve the situation or make it worse? (laughs) My family aside, Like, how does that look externally? And where have I been, like, hiding my power out of fear of burning somebody outside, you know? What's the part of you that's not afraid of the fierce part? Part that's not afraid is, like, actually in unleashing that part, you're, you know, creating more depth, more beauty, more flow, more peace. Because the internal consternation is actually what's hurting people. You know, it's not the external manifestation of it. It's actually the internal holding back and tapping of it, if that makes sense. It does. So my intuition today is like, of course, we could work with all the ways that you might be sort of blocking the fears part. But I am most curious today about in the roundabout way that our dysfunctional families can like reveal our power to us. <laughs> and here you are, you're in Oklahoma and like your fierceness is trying to come online. And, you know, I kind of think there are three pieces. I think it's three pieces that we get kind of divorced from and that we have to kind of reunite with to do our really big creative work. And one of it is the, the intuition. So the part that doesn't fully, tr- you know, whatever inside of us, not fully trusting intuition. The second is curiosity. And the third is this kind of like fierce courage thing, like that sort of like aud- audacious boldness. Yeah. And all of those three are like in conversation here today. And this is they're literally all you need to like. I think like when I, when I hear you say that, that's super helpful because the, the piece that, the fierceness is helping me move forward and pull out the other two. Mm-hmm. And the intuition is just like a deeper refinement because I do trust my intuition, but why don't I trust it here right now? Yeah. Okay. Let's look at that. And then it's like, 
the curiosity then just comes online as a result of that. Like after I give myself permission to be more fierce, to be more in my intuition, then it's like, okay, what are we curious about here in this space? Like when you said that, I was like, the curiosity is kind of not fully there right now. It feels like it's subsumed because the other two are trying to bring everything online. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And they can all live together. And I think your curiosity gets even more airtime the more we release, like agent has to like it, dad has to see, you know, like, I think you're already on your way. Like, I just think even just this conversation makes me feel more curious because I'm like, oh, that process we just outlined that that should go in the book. And like, yeah, I wrote it down. (laughs) You know, that's almost like part of what the program for next year is as a cosmic business owner. Like, how do we do this process together in various ways and get you results over this period of time? so that your business transforms, so that you have that good foundation. I think, I don't know if you've articulated it in the way you did today, it just kind of poured right out of you. But I think it's in many ways, almost like a core framework that everything can live around. And it's a way of working that can be applied to a lot of different things. Yeah, it sort of feels like the intro to the book. You know, it's like a group program call to action. Here's the process that we're going to be taking in these different realms, right? With like collaboration, with bringing our values into our business, doing doing each of these things, we're going to go through this process. You know, you think about, you know, Byron Katie's work. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't read her books, but I have had so many people in my life read them and explain to me the process that I I know her questions and stuff like that. Right. But that let's look at that for a second. It's simple and it's sticky and it's tangible and it's a it's universal. So an impact keeps coming up. So it it seems like there is this just like you know, the pause, the listen, the let myself care, kind of drop into the impact, listen to my intuition, experiment, and then make an offering. Like that is a way of working that people, you know, if you really refine that, could maybe people really could feel like held by that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of these simple frameworks because people love them. And and maybe you've already articulated this, but it's it's almost like it feels oh. like it almost feels like this sort of like third chakra of your business. You know, it's like the center of all of these different ways that you're working. Yeah. You name it <laughs> and you refine it a bit. And then it becomes this kind of the way, not dogmatically, but just in a way that really like takes care of people. But what's super cool about this is you weren't like, I need a process. I'm going to go make a process. You were just sitting here in freaking Oklahoma on your back porch and you just, you were like, this is how it works. So let's take a second. Creativity is a wild mistress and she's always working with you, but she's not working with you on your timeline or the way you want to work with you. But look what she just dropped you. Yeah. And it's like a process that's been digesting for a long time. And I was just thinking on my walk, like, that's interesting. You know, I just had this feeling, a quality of not caring. What is that? What happened with Robert? What was the similar process? We just happened to have a call so I could articulate it to you. Yeah. I'm just feeling into it and not really doing anything but moving my body <laughs> and like drinking coffee. <laughs> so, but also what a great piece of evidence 
that your way intuitively, the way I'm working is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's also for me a great reminder of how the book and the work and it's all connected. <laughs> like the work you're doing with your people and even on Instagram, like it's all connected to the book and it'll be fluid. It's going to be fluid. I think I need to just trust it's all going to come together and it's going to be exactly right. And I think maybe I need to like write myself a mantra about that to just like repeat to myself. Because, you love a mantra. Because there's part of me that's like, what if I forget something or there's just so much? It's overwhelming. Like, yeah. how am I going to create this compendium of these thoughts? Like, and, and it becomes overwhelming. And so, you know, there's the bird by bird, like here's the one by one inch frame, like all of that stuff. I know intuitively and I can talk myself out of it, but I think there's still like an underlying like perfectionism or something. Yes. Go ahead. What's that thought? Yeah. You know, it's even when I sit down and I'm like, we are just talking about collaboration. I'm like, but there's so many things we could do. And then I have to be like, okay, now we are talking about relationship building. Like that's it. You know, and I have to get more and more small and and not feel like, oh, I have to connect these things right now. I have to, like, give myself a pep talk every time I sit down because I'm like, you know, I'm like, what if I just get locked in a room for like a month? I just have to produce this book. Like, (laughs) That's a strategy you could use if you want, you know, when you're ready. If you want, you don't have to. Uh, Here's what I'm feeling about this. I'm sort of feeling like. It's possible that this, you've got these kind of four pillars or five pillars, is it? I'll have to look back at it. Okay. The pillars. You have these sort of, you know, and now you have a process. Like I think having both of those now. Oh, the four pillars of the book, you mean? Yeah. Relationship space, you know, impact. But I think that then purpose, and then you have like a way. I don't know. This might unlock something. I just, I'm not worried about. That's the creative process is you're making lateral connections. So of course you're in the relationship chapter and you're seeing how it connects. I think part of it is that you have to tell yourself this is the the, the process working. Feeling messy and chaotic is yeah. the process working. I love a mantra. It's super interesting because I feel like I set an intention and I didn't connect that, oh, it's underway. Like it's underway. I actually, I am doing it. You know what I mean? I don't know how to quite explain the insight I just had, but like intention is such a powerful thing in Indian spiritual practice Mm -hmm. because it's the initiation of a co-creation. Yes. 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 Right. It's no longer just you almost set your life force towards something and there's there's like a divine force meeting you on the path and coming with you right and i know that and i've experienced that but mm-hmm. almost with the book there was like a patriarchal conditioning thing that didn't allow me to see oh i set the intention now we're underway like this is happening we're just in this process and it looks messy and it's it's not me sitting down and writing 750 words every day and like not judging myself because that's okay. The process is underway and it's happening and I'm getting help from divine forces and I'm having these conversations and there's realizations and it's all unlocking. You know, I think there's like a way that I didn't apply my strategy for how I get myself unlocked to this process. 
and like apply my not because I think some of these pathways around writing a book were created at a time where I didn't have these strategies. There's almost like a disconnect that I just realized that I've been having. Like the intention you need to, you need to reclaim it. You need yeah. to reclaim the book. Yeah. The intention was set. It's underway. Well, the, I mean, it's right. And happening. I, I talk about it like green lighting, but it's the same. I'm like, it's, it's, I have zero doubt for you. Like zero. It's, I know it's happening and in the thrashing is part of it. Yeah. But there's a lot here. And I hear there, I'm also trusting like it is not just me alone. You already made the prayer. Like it's coming. That's super interesting because there was a part of me that was still doing it alone. Well, that's a theme for you. It's been a theme my whole life, but it's certainly changed. And like this is, it's funny because this is like the most important thing that I've wanted to do my whole life. And I'm still doing that alone. You know, it's just really interesting to me. Like I was, now I'm not. (laughs) What's it feel like to kind of have that realization that I'm not doing it alone? feels really good. Who are you doing it with? Like concretely or answer however you would I like. I mean, the first answer that came to mind was Dorga. Do you know who she, Dorga is? Okay. She's this goddess that rides in on a tiger and literally does the thing that the rest of the gods who are supposed to be all powerful cannot do, which is kill the buffalo demon who's about to destroy the entire universe. She literally walks in holding like 10 weapons on a tiger and she like cuts the buffalo demon's head off. And she's just like, yeah. (laughs) I think I froze. Um, Well, that's connected to the fierceness too. And it's Dorga Puja is happening after the ancestor fortnight. So this energy is going to be building towards this powerful goddess energy that releases on the 24th. So you called in, I mean, you didn't just, you didn't make this up. She was already with you. And now you just kind of articulated that this force is part of your process. Yeah. I mean, she's the wild self in per, you know, right. Different. Yes. They hit in all the different ways. Like, and then no way is perfect because it's all kind of beyond language, but Yeah. It's also interesting to notice how this conversation we're having today is not linear and it's almost like you can't keep up with it, right? Like there's so many insights and there's so many connections that are happening and it's not sort of like you can't really contain it. Do you feel that? But I'm naming that because I think that's how the creative process feels to me. It's how the creative process feels when you're birthing a big work. So I think the more we're just acclimating your body to like, this is how it's going to feel. I'm always, it's always going to be a little out of my grasp, yeah. but don't worry. Dorga's here and my wild self is here and my fierce inner child is here. And like the creators that I'm, you know, the, the, the people that I'm making this for are like, I'm going to give this to them. Like they're part of it. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I know my, so my birth time is like a couple minutes of uncertainty on either side. I've been trying to rectify it for a while, but there's, a planetary shift that's happening like in the next couple of days. Like there's a couple of weeks either way, but I literally feel like it's just been embodied. It's interesting. As we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, interesting. This is me moving into like a sun sub period, which is my ruling planet. Like coming in so many layers. There's so many layers. What's the impact of that on you? It makes me feel really good. Like it's so hard to explain because my life completely fell apart during my sun period because of the the location of my son and the fact that my son is my ruling planet. It wants me to come completely online and be in my power. And so it had to destroy everything first. 
So I was a little apprehensive, like, what's it going to be like when this comes back online after, you know, 10 years? But I feel confident that I've done a lot of clearing in that area where that actually my son's like, no, you're online now. And we're going to be like, boom. So that that's super interesting. And it makes total sense because the son has to do with the father that I would be here. Like there's a lot of other layers that make sense. And that he was crying and telling me, I'm so sorry about how I treated your mom. I'm in my moon and my son period. And it's like my mom and my dad, like it's like some karmas are coming back around and getting cleared. Yeah. So it just, it feels like grace in a certain way. Like I, I actually can just trust and land. And yeah. Move. And sometimes you're not a robot. So get an idea, execute idea. It doesn't work like that. It, you have to be ready to be the channel. And that is a divine and mystical process. And sometimes there's interpersonal family constellation stuff, you know, mental health stuff that needs to kind of work through you before you're sort of ready to be, you already are being the channel for this, but like there's going to be a click for you around the book and, and it's going to happen and, or a dropping in, however you want to call it, but there's going to be a moment where you're like, Oh, okay. Like it's, you know, it's coming into form. The house is sort of building. And sometimes I feel that it's out of our control. We need to be ready in a certain way. Yeah. I feel like there's this fierceness that's coming online as like, and I feel really comfortable there's a click happening and I need to just cancel. Like I was able to cancel so much stuff and yes, it put a lot of stress on me, but ultimately we still had a successful launch. I didn't stress about something not working. Like there were a lot of wins within that. And I had five days that I just cleared so that I could be with my dad. I could do the same thing to be with my book, you know, and just be fierce about it and be like, this is, I don't have to make an excuse if there's like a family thing. Like, You know, there's a fierceness in me that's just like, I trust the process. That's also in my business. I think I was operating a little bit in a scarcity narrative, like, oh, if I don't have anything to sell, A, B, and C will happen. And it's like, I had to remind myself, I have payments coming in from the things I already sold. We're going to have a Black Friday sale. Like, it's all going to be okay. Like, I just... I'm really pleased to hear that because... The constant pressure to always be selling, which to me is not the same as maybe down the line, I will have something evergreen and that just feels like the right move for my business. But the constant pressure that you've, which has given you great results, right? Like you've really built the revenue of your business. We know that wasn't going to be part like sustainable for sort of your next becoming. No, it's not poetry. That's like when I ask myself and I feel like this is going to be a constant inquiry now because I'm really curious about this is like, I always ask myself, how can this be even easier? And that's been a really great inquiry. And I don't think that'll stop. But now I feel like it's, does this, is this the poetry? Like, is this reflective of poetry in my business? Or am I creating more poetry by doing this in my business? Well, it's interesting that is it easy is connected to the space principle of your book and the work and the poetry to me is that poetry to me feels connected to the the purpose part like that that part of your purpose will be asking this question is it poetry and i'm just not as fully in my purpose as i could be if i'm not asking that question it doesn't mean i'm you know it's just it it, it takes you deeper into who you are and what you're meant to do interesting i wonder if i could come up with a question that would be useful that i'm already maybe using for each of those four <laughs> put a pin in that <laughs> you know we might have you might have just in this conversation sort of almost written a couple chapters. Yep. There's a lot here. Okay. Two things I'm just going to offer, throw them out if they're not useful, but um, 
I don't think you're writing just one book. I think you're going to write multiple books in your life. So I think there's this pressure on like the one book that's be amazing. You know, like no, I just want to remind like, you, like I literally have five books I want to write. And I think that's part of the overwhelm is I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, what? you know, and I'm, I'm like, I could go write the book about money karma right now. But it's like, I need to just also, my tendency is to just like run towards the fire. And part of me also needs to like stay grounded sitting here on this rock, you know? Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. And it's, it means your relationship with creativity is thriving. I just don't know her. She's just not a steady drip stream of water, like in a predictable way. So again, this is just the life you've chosen. Like you've chosen a creative life. And I think that's something to remind you is like, that's what, that's who you are. You know, you wouldn't send me a boxer about wanting your work, your business to feel more, more, more poetic if you weren't really choosing this relationship. Yeah center it and you are and it means she wakes you up in the middle of the night that's the you know the other thing i'm kind of feeling is like if i said i have a publisher who wants to publish your book and you need to give me a manuscript in two months i kind of just feel like you could pull all this stuff together and give it to me Mm -hmm. so i don't not saying you're going to do it in two months but i think a you're farther along than you think and b I think you're being a little too critical of the work you're already doing. Yeah. I'm not recognizing it enough. Like, I think it's sort of like you're in that place where either you would read something back and you'd be really critical or you might read something back that you haven't looked at. I'm like, that's fucking good. Like, I could just publish this. So I just wanted to share. That's what I believe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cosmic Business Podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review for us so other spirit-led entrepreneurs can find out about us. I want to thank Team Podcast for production support on this podcast, as well as the musicians of the music that we're listening to now, Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantu Ledesma from an album Fragments of a Season, which you can check out wherever you listen to music. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you on a future episode.